A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. He nai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. We need to get the possum fur to throw out to the outside. That's what makes it nice and soft and makes it warm because it's trapping air. My heels are killing me. Hello, I'm Sonia Sly and you're listening to My Heels Are Killing Me, a podcast that goes behind the scenes of New Zealand's fashion industry. We just moved in here in uh, 1992. We only had four machines out there. And we had a hundred staff here. Meet Kerry Drysdale. She's the founder of lifestyle brand Untouched World. That just shows you how far the technology's come in increasing the productivity. And we're in Christchurch, which is the home to a retail store which stocks her Untouched World and Merino Mink brands. We head up the back to where the action is taking place. Corridor after corridor. It's a bit of a maze. There are offices, meeting rooms, a wall of achievements and lots of photos of Perry with famous people and the factory floor. Nowadays, this machine has got four beds instead of the old two and it's knitting a a whole garment at once. So it drops out the bottom and we take the little bit of waste off, check it over, wash it, dry it, put a label in it, pack it and sell it. In uh, 1995, we bought the very first one off the production line of a a new generation of computerised knitting machine. Uh, As was had number one on its chassis and it was running on binary code yellow computer tape and it was a nightmare. It wasn't finished its development. The electronics didn't work and the computer program wasn't talking to the machine properly and so on. So my husband's pretty talented and he managed to get that machine going. We had borrowed the money for it from Development Finance Corporation at 27% per annum interest. Had the house secured against it you know, a big six-figure sum. So we just had to make it work. Once we did get it going, it was amazing uh, because we could do things that no one else could do for quite a long time. Yeah, we were the smallest uh, company that the machine operator had actually supplied. And it's a business that started with humble beginnings. I made some little mittens and they didn't have thumbs because I didn't have the skills to do that. So I just made little round things with loops to hold them on. And I made some booties up and split the bottom and put some sheepskin in the bottom. She took her very first handmade garments around to trade and industry with the idea to export them. But the first question she was asked was... Where's your local market? And I said, well, what do you mean, where's my local market? I want to export these. And they said, well, it's always a good idea to have a a local base before you start to exporting. Uh, Walked in, asked to speak to the manager of a store, and he placed an order. 
He said, you better put a label in. And I said, what should I put in the label? Because I had no labels in the garments. And he said, I'll just put handcrafted in New Zealand. Walked into another store. They placed an order. And then I thought, I've got to go home and make these now. So she put out an advert in the paper looking for outworkers. She started with 10, and that number quickly grew. In four years, I had 500 outworkers from North Cape to Bluff. But making baby booties and mittens came with a big problem. The small items required less yarn, and Perry's order just wasn't big enough. So I very quickly went from infants to children's, and then into adults, all within a space of about six months, and from hand knitting to domestic machine knitting, all on our work. Never did it myself. Nine months later, the product had already been to market, and now it even had a name. Dad said, well, why don't you use Snowy Peak, which was the high country part of our sheep farm. So we called the company Snowy Peak. The label Snowy Peak, the trademark, we actually sold to a Japanese company called Snow Peak about seven or eight years ago. And more and more the garments are coming off nearly fully made on the machines, but not all of them, and that's what we're really good at, is making those structured garments. I have to say, it's pretty incredible watching an entire jumper fall out of the bottom of one of these machines. And these machines run right through the night to keep up with production. Now, Perry's business has grown exponentially since those early days, but even though her high-tech equipment can carry a bulk load of the work, she's had to source some international expertise to keep production running smoothly. So, hi, this is Sonia from Radio New Zealand. This is Paolo. Paolo's from Brazil. My background is especially on that one. I've been in Japan for a couple of times. So, yeah, we have to, to have training cars exactly on Shimaseki. That's the name of the machine. These guys are converting the design into machine language. We usually gather all information from the design team, which machine they really want to use and which sort of yarn they want to use. And we gather all those information and we convert those information into the computer and we transfer that data to the machine. The machine will run exactly what we need. How do you find talented staff like... Paolo. We have to bring them and bring their wife. And <laughs> right. I mean, what technology? Yeah, I mean, when you started yeah. out, could you imagine that that's the way things were going to run? No. Do you know what? At the very beginning, I used to have that yellow binary code tape, big roll of it. It would be stretched out across the floor. I'd be on the phone to someone in Japan and be saying, there's a fault with whatever. And they'd say, OK, find the control tape, find page 63. Perry also has a team of creatives. And Fiona, who's been working with the brand for about 10 years, designs everything from scratch. Fiona's doing the knitwear for two, our Merino Mink brand, where you can see the catalogue just there. Merino Mink's a little bit more classic. She even designs the yarn. You want what thickness, what counts, to then what fabric you want to design on the machine, and then after that it goes into a garment. So... But importantly, the ethos behind Untouched World is around sustainability. And while many clothing brands today look to sustainable or ethical production, back when Perry started, it was strange. Untapped territory. While travelling across the USA, Europe, Canada and different parts of Asia selling Snowy Peak, she realised that things had to change. I could just see what was going on in the world and I just got really worried and... Worldwide, no one was thinking about the environment or the cost of 
business development. It was all just about growth and GDP and how do we get more of it. I'm just this little person, this little country, you know, down down in New Zealand, this company, and what could we do? Uh, and then I thought, well, we'll just have to make a start. Model a new way of doing business, and maybe eventually, if that's successful, people will realise that, that these two things can happen together. Having an idea when there's no infrastructure in place proved to be a bit of an obstacle. You know, I remember talking to farmers and saying, we want sustainable wool, we want organic wool, and they all but laughed at me. That was more the difficulty in in getting the raw materials at a price that would work. And I think we're really frustrating for suppliers because we just ask so many questions. Who's made it? What's the supply chain? What's the process of making this product? What happens to it at the end of its life? Nothing's simple in this game. Perry's hard work certainly paid off because Untouched World has been recognised by the United Nations as the first fashion company in the world for sustainability. They were well ahead of their time. Unless someone starts ahead of the time, there won't be a time. But we made sure that the product that we were making was acceptable. We weren't asking people to buy our product because of our values. It it had to be good quality, great style, great design, and then gradually fold in the sustainability stories as we went. But yeah, basically we were creating a product that no one wanted. Since all of this feels like it was quite instinctive to you, did that come from your having been a nurse or having been a mother and kind of having to kind of you know, juggle multiple things at one time or, you know, having to think and approach things in a particular way? Because you have a natural head for business and innovation. I do seem to, and I don't know where that comes from, but I know that growing up in a really pristine area and enjoying crystal clear water and, you know, being able to drink out of lakes and rivers and so on, I was really... I guess offended by the pollution that I was seeing happening around and and that bothered me. So there was that driver. I've always had a bit of a social element to the the business. You know, right from the beginning, uh, I wanted to reward the people that worked with me with a proportion of, you know, how well we were doing. It was like our business, it was never my business. So from that social aspect... um, that that started right back at the beginning of Snowy Peak. and But I think the nursing training, but also, you know, I went to boarding school when I was eight, and you have to be really independent to survive in that sort of environment. Before I went to boarding school, my father would take me out on the truck and I'd be helping him feed out hay before the school bus came. And I, I've always had quite a, a busy life, really. What was it that do you think uh, has made you so successful? I think it was instinct. It was right place, right time, you know, at the time, just keeping eyes and ears open. And it probably wasn't until we established the Untouched World brand, which we established for a reason, because we thought the world needed it, that we then became very strategic about what we did. That was Perry Drysdale, the founder of Untouched World, and I'm your host and producer, Sonia Sly. If you'd like to listen again or to find out more, head to the RNZ website or subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Radio Public or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.